Hello and welcome to Bibbs Music Room. I'm your host, Bibbs, and here we're going to talk about music, inspiration, life, and everything in between. Now, here we go in three, two, one. Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to the first installment of Bibbs Music Room. During this podcast, we're going to be talking all things music, having on local musicians, talking about their journey in the music realm. But first... If you couldn't tell already, I'm not Bibbs, but we have the man, the myth, the legend himself. Hello, Bibbs. Hey. All right, so for this first episode, we're going to get to know your host. Get to know why he is the man, the myth, the legend himself. Okay, Bibbs, so your first question. How did you get started in your music journey? What is your first recollection of having an interest towards music? Uh, my main interest was my mom wanted me to be a drummer since I was really little. She always used to, like, play, uh, a lot of, like, 80s music and, like, hair metal, like, Motley Crue, Guns N' Roses, like, some Aerosmith. She'd play Metallica, all that, all that crazy music, you know? Mm-hmm. So you wanted to play with her? No, because she's not a musician, but she wanted me to be a musician oh, because okay. she's obsessed with Tommy Lee, the drummer of uh, Motley Crue, mm-hmm. and she wanted me to be just like him, and I always, I always told her no. And then, after years, a lot of my friends became musicians, and they all played guitar, and uh, I wanted to play guitar with them, but they're like, no, we already have like three guitar players, so they, they told me, you have to play drums because we need a drummer, and I'm like, okay, I guess I'll be a drummer. And my so- mom was so happy about that. So your mom didn't buy you a pair of drumsticks when you were like three years old and force you to tap on all the furniture? No, I did that when I was like 14. Uh-huh. It was with a full drum kit though. I see. So you talked about all of these hair metal bands. Was that your main inspiration and in what you wanted to start playing when you were younger? The type of music? I mean, that's the music I like. I kind of grew up with, but the music I wanted to actually play and make was like um, kind of like post grunge new metal because that's what, what like, I listened to as I was like growing up and going to school. Like that was like the music I kind of um, I kind of like discovered on my own. And uh, one of my buddies actually got me onto my my favorite band, Linkin Park. And um, so like yeah, when I started playing music, I, I was really interested in trying to create that sound first before I started really diving into more more types of music. Gotcha. What was the first concert you ever saw? Oh, I, this is a good one. This is a good one. So, a little bit. It's a little bit of a long story. I'll try to make it a little short, though. So, the first concert I went to, um, it was a. It wasn't just like a like a concert that has like two or three bands. It was like a whole festival. I went with my mom. But, you know, my mom's awesome. So, at this festival. I went because I wanted to see a band there called Skillet. They're like um, modern, like rock kind of metal band, and they're kind of like a Christian band. Like they're very like a uh, religious. But um, I wanted to go see them just because I like them. And then, so at the festival, there at the stage that I was mainly seeing them at was the band that opened was. I can't remember the first band. Oh, it was the first band was Like a Storm. They're like a I think they're an Australian band. 
and the band after them was Clutch, and then and then it was Skillet, and then it was Stone Temple Pilots, and then this was a whole big festival, so there was like multiple stages and stuff. And at, at like one of the other stages, there was um, there was I don't remember the first like band or two that was on, on like the other stage, but there I remember that um, Anthrax was on one of the stages. They're one of the big four of like the '80s thrash metal music. I I didn't even know that at the time, but um, that was cool. And then the I think yeah, but the headliner for the whole night was Stuntable Pilots. But um, I didn't know them. My mom didn't really care for them. So when they were going on, we were like walking through the festival, going back to back to her car because both of our phones like died. So um, we wanted to go back to her car so we could charge our phones and like like record some other stuff, take pictures or whatever at the other shows. And um, on the way back, we're like going through like all these different like little tents that also have like smaller stages and like different um, like smaller acts playing. And there was that we went came across this uh, other band called Slaughter. They're uh, another '80s like kind of like metal, like hair metal band. My mom wanted to stop and see them, but I was like, I don't know who these people are. I just want to go back to the car because it'll be warm and we can charge our phones. And then when we got back to the car, I, we were in there for a little bit, maybe like 30, 45 minutes. And then we have like the windows cracked because it was like, like um, it was like pretty hot out or something. So you didn't want to like get killed in the car from heat. And then like I, I noticed like from out the window, I was like, somebody's singing and I know, I know who that, who that that is and at the time I was like 13 14 and it's like I don't I don't know people's voices like I got I got like Aerosmith and Guns N' Roses mixed up all the time like I did not know people's voices like at all so uh, I told my mom to like look up who's who's playing right now like what time is it like who's playing at this like like um this time of the show my mom's like oh it's like the the headliner it's Stone Temple Pilots and I'm like, all right, I don't know who's saying for Stuntable Pilots, but look it up right now. My mom looked it up, and it was Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park filling in for their singer because he killed himself. And I started freaking out because he was on my favorite band, like still my favorite band. And it was crazy. I started freaking out. I was like, we got to go back there right now. And we ran all the way back to the stage. And I remember... Um, we got to the stage, it was super packed, and there was, <clears throat> there was a little attachment to the stage where like the, the singer could walk like out and like into the crowd a little bit, and uh, I remember it was Chester Bennington wearing <clears throat> an all-white suit, singing these songs. I didn't know a single song, but I was bawling my eyes out just because it was him singing. Alright, so... You started to like all these bands that your mom was showing you, and then you discussed how all your friends were playing guitar, but too many guitar players, so you wanted to pick up the drums. Talk me through the journey from when you realized you wanted to play the drums to now learning to the drums and where you are now. Where yeah, so um, when I first started learning the drums, I told my, my uh, buddy, who was my neighbor at the time, that I was going to start picking up the drums. And uh, same buddy that got me in Lincoln Park, he um, he was like, oh, you got to listen to this other band. And I was like, okay, you already got me in Lincoln Park. i got to listen to this kid again. So he goes into his room, goes on the computer, 
and he looks up this band. It's called Rush. Now they're also now one of my favorite bands like ever, and uh, their drummer Neil Peart. A lot of people get his last name wrong because they just don't know how to say it. They say Pert, Peart. It's it's Peart. But um, yeah. Um, so we watched these videos of him because he he's known for like having crazy drum solos and. I don't know if you've ever seen his drum kit, but his drum kit goes all the way around him. It's like basically like three or four drum kits, like all put together, like all around him. So like he'll do drum solos and he's like playing and then he like spins his chair around. And he starts playing behind him. There's like an electric kit and he spins it again. There's like a smaller drum kit. And uh, my buddy, yeah, he's showing me these videos and he's like, you, you gotta have, you need to learn to play like this dude. Cause this guy is crazy. He's super good. And he also has a huge drum kiss. Like, it's awesome to watch him play. And I was, I was sitting there watching him. I was like, I, I did not even know that that's even possible to do on the drums. So I was like, that made me want to, like, really start playing more. And then I remember when I really started taking... That was before I started taking lessons. When I started actually taking lessons, I remember my mom gave me an option between two teachers. And there was one guy... I don't know why I remember it so specifically. She said there's a big guy that has like a big burly beard and he can come to our house and teach me how to play drums on my own drum kit. And I was like, okay. And I was like, who's the other guy? My mom was like, there's this other guy who we have to go to his house. He has his own studio. And he was the, um, the drummer for the band Seether for their first album. And then he also toured with the band Breaking Benjamin, which those are two very big like modern rock bands like post grunge kind of and I was like I know those bands that's crazy how this drummer is giving lessons and he lives like in Nazareth so I was like of course I'm going to um choose that guy so his name, his name is Kevin Safair I'm still in contact with him still talk to him a lot awesome dude but um yeah we started taking drum lessons with him and I was I did drum lessons with him for like maybe like four four or five years maybe and then like since he ran a studio he just got really busy with like recording bands and also gigging himself because he still plays like bands and stuff so like, after he got busy he recommended me going to this other area called school of rock which i'm i'm now a teacher at school of rock so i went through the whole program it's like a great program where they um they teach you to play instruments and then they get you together with a group of people like a group of other kids that are on the same skill level and they have you play together as a band so you don't only get experience playing your instrument but you get experience playing your instrument with other people which is actually really great because most places don't do that and people have to try to figure that out by themselves but the school kind of helps you with that so I went to that school for years I graduated through that school and now I'm actually a teacher there I've been a teacher there for the last like half a year it's been a really great experience because, like, you get get to meet a lot of new people. You get to uh, learn a lot, a lot of different, like, uh, styles of music, a lot of different genres that you wouldn't expect yourself to like or learn. And, uh, yeah, it's just been a really good, like, musical journey from the start up until now. And so you said you started playing when you were around 14, right? Yeah, around that age. So over those almost seven years has there ever been a moment of hesitation where you weren't sure if you wanted to totally commit to 
having your life be music, or did you know from the moment you put those drumsticks in your hand that? Oh yeah, this there was there destiny? was um, there was definitely moments where I was like, I can't do this. Like after, like I would say like around like a year to two years in, um, like I would just jam with my friends all the time. Like I I didn't really have like a like the first like two three years of me playing i didn't have like a band i just had my friends over to just jam we like learned random songs we just jam and like have fun and um for whatever reason like i started out learning the songs like back in black by acdc and like uh walk this way by aerosmith both like pretty easy beginner songs and then after I learned those two songs they're like all right you're gonna start learning slayer you're gonna start learning megadeth and i was like i love listening to those bands but that is some really hard music, but I'll do it. I'll try to learn it. So I started learning all of the music. I, I, I learned them, but it was really tough. And I, I was, like, learning how to play them. I was playing it, playing along to the tracks, learning them. I would, then I would play with my friends. And they'd be like, all right, let's learn this harder music, and then this harder harder music, and then this harder music. And it got to the point where I was like, I can't keep up, keep up with this. So I was like, I started getting mad at myself. I started getting just, like, mad in general that I couldn't play it. And I was like, this is not for me. I can't keep up keep up with this. Like, I can't keep doing this. So I was like, I, I might just quit. But then I, I just had to keep sticking it out. And then, uh, yeah, like, eventually I got over that. And I was like, I'm not going to quit. But um, I, I never knew I wanted to do it as, like, a, my full-time thing until I was, like, almost all the way through high school, like, years into doing it. Because I started playing drums, like, I was, like, maybe, like, 7th, 8th grade. And then, I would say, like, up until, like, sophomore year, I was never really, like, a, like maybe even junior year of high school, like, I, I was never, like, a fully committed musician. I was just doing it kind of for fun. I always wanted to do, um, I, I wanted to do, before I wanted to be a musician, I wanted to um, be a carpenter. I wanted to do, like, woodworking stuff. And then, um, the more I learned about that, I was like, this is really cool. This is not what I want to do, for, like, for my life. So then I started to look at other things, and then um, after I figured out I wanted to be a carpenter, I was like, uh, I, you, you know how I love like science stuff, like science books, space stuff. I was like, I want to be an astrophysicist. Like, I want to learn about like why things move in space the way they do. Like, how to calculate that stuff. Like, how to learn about that stuff. I got really into that. Started reading books about it. Started learning the stuff, and I realized you had to be really good at math. And I was really good at math, but you have to be like really, really good at math. And I was not really, really good at math. And also, I, just, I wasn't able to take those math classes that you need to take <clears throat> in high school to get to that college level. <clears throat> and also, the more I learned about it, like the minimum like amount of college you need to do just to get a decent job is like you have to get like a master's degree. And I don't know if you know anything about getting a master's degree in astrophysics, but it's very expensive. And also, there's, they're not in high demand. It's not like a warehouse job where you, you can just walk in and they'll hire you. Like, they, it's it's tough. So it's like, you spend, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars on a college degree, and you might get the job. Like, it's it was tough. So I was like, you know what? That's tough. Like, I like learning about that, but maybe I'll just learn about that on the side. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'm already really good at music. I know what to do with music. All my friends are going to school for music. I'll just stick with music and I'll figure it out. Like, I don't know. 
I don't know like what else I could do, but I'll just stick with it and I'll figure it out. Like if if all else fails, I'll figure it out. I don't know. So it was more like you have this skill in your wheelhouse and you're just gonna, you know, use it to your advantage and try to do something with it. More than it was like a born like I need to do music for the rest of my life. Yeah, it was like I had to like kind of like slowly transition to like figure out like okay, this is what I do, what I want to do for the rest of my life. Right. And as I slowly transition transitioned into that, like the more appreciation for music and just other art forms in general, the more appreciation I had for all of it. Because mm-hmm. before I knew I wanted to do music for like a career, I was I was just like um, I would just listen to music like for fun. And now when I listen to music, I listen to it. Not just to listen to it, but I listen to it to learn about it and learn about the people and learn about the culture behind it. So now we've learned a little bit about your musical journey, but can you tell us a little bit about where you are right now in that journey and what you think the future is going to look like for you? Yeah, so right now my musical journey, um, I'm in. I'm currently in two bands. One of them is more of a side project called Mouth of Kala, and my main band called Airspace. We're very active. We play around like the local area. We play a lot in Philly. We're releasing a lot of music. What um, genre of music do you guys play? It's like alt alt rock, like kind of like that like indie alt rock type of thing. But it's like not like your soft alt rock that you would hear. It's like more like upbeat, like more powerful alt rock. Mm-hmm. Like kind of like um, you can relate us to like the Killers, like kind of like like around like that mm-hmm. that kind of sound. But we're very active. We're currently releasing music. We're getting ready to release um, our new album sometime later this year. We have some new singles out by the, from that album, but the album's going to be coming out sometime, we're thinking around August, maybe. But yeah, we're currently with that band. And then stuff other stuff that I do with music other than my bands, I, I'm a drum teacher, both at School of Rock, like I, I said earlier, and I also give my own private lessons. And then also, I've been uh, slowly working on building a uh, studio in my basement and like recording both myself and other bands and stuff. So hopefully I'll be able to take in some people, some, some bands or individual artists to record some music and help out with like just local music scene like that. Very fun. So there is quite a big local music scene where we are. What do you hope for for the future of our local music scene? Um, I mean, our local music scene, it's not as big as you would think, but it, it, like once you get to know all the bands and all the people, you do start to see that it is bigger than most people think it is. But I hope in the future, more more people that aren't musicians and like also in the music scene, I hope more people start trying to like learn about these local local bands and try to help them to like kind of raise as bands to become like a full-time thing so i know a lot of the people in all these bands and a lot of them want to do music as like their full-time thing but a lot of times it's tough when you're stuck at playing like bars to just like get like a, a paycheck and then like sometimes like every once in a while like a bigger show at like um like maybe like a theater or something I hope that, like, more people outside of the music world start, like, 
paying attention. Yeah, paying attention and getting more into and like more attuned to like the actual local music scene because right. that, that'll help everybody and, and local music scene and also it'll be nice to have a lot more new music because like the more people um the more that people like listen to the the music and like the local music scene the more music they'll be able to put out because it's assisting the artists and it'll just be a very fun ride for everybody right so i know this is going to be a hard question for you but can you give us your favorite band at the moment my favorite band. What are you at listening to right now? What's on your Spotify playlist? Um, I mean, like I said earlier, my my like all time favorite band is Linkin Park. But like, I am not always listening to Linkin Park. I say my next favorite band after that is probably like Rush. But also at the same time, I'm not always listening to them. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm basically like a ver- like a, a music sponge. Like, if you play me music. I'm gonna like it. Like I don't believe in bad music. Like I, I will like any music that you play for me. So, I'm always listening to different types of music. I can actually let you know right now what's on my, uh, my Spotify All right, let's list. Let's pull out let's, the let's Spotify playlist. And uh, it's <laughs> my own band, my own band, Airspace. It was the last thing I listened to. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'd say like right now, like bands that I'm really into. I would say. I'll give you I'll give you three bands that I'm really into right now. Right. So I would say the band I'm into the most right now is the band Nothing More, which they they blew up very fast. Like I think they just put out their their fourth album, I think, and like their four like from their third to fourth album, they did, they grew so much. And then I would say my next favorite band currently is Royal Blood and I, I just do you know the band Royal Blood? No, never heard of them. So they're like like modern rock kind of experimental a little bit. But they're very interesting because they're only a two piece, only a drummer and the guitar player who sings, but their guitar player uses effects that makes his guitar also sound like a bass at the same time. So it sounds like a very full mix, but it's mm. just two people. And then I would say after that my next um, current favorite band is Amon Amarth, which you definitely don't know who that is. <laughs> they're a um, they're a heavy metal band, and um, like the type of he- like heavy metal, like you would say it's like screamo is what you would say, but um, the like sp- specific classification is like Viking metal because. One, they're, they're Swedish, I'm pretty sure, but like everything of theirs is Viking themed. Like all their album covers, like like a Viking holding like an axe with like blood all over him, like stuff like that. Like every song is about like Viking culture, like Viking lore, like all like the mythology, like all that stuff. And I think that stuff is really cool. And also, I just love the sound of them. And I, I know you definitely don't know this, <clears throat> but the the name Amana Marth. I don't know if you um know any of the elvish language but amana marth means mount doom in the elvish language from from lord of the rings wow so yeah i, I got i got the deep knowledge about that <laughs> stuff i'm like i'm like your local wizard i under, i got the knowledge okay you've heard it here first bibs is our local wizard <laughs> all right well that's been a little bit about your host next time bibs will be taking over and 
asking some questions to whoever we bring on next. Yeah, hopefully I can bring on a lot of people soon. I got I got people that um I would I got a lot of people that I would love to bring on. Whole lineup of both like studio engineers, just friends I've worked with that I I think have cool taste in music, like other musicians that are like in the local area. Yeah, hopefully sometime soon I can start getting some people on and just having fun talking to them, getting to know them. And just having a good time. Alright, well thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time. Alright, see ya.